hey what's going on guys this is my first tutorial on how to read nonverbal communications nonverbal communications all about you know body language and some of the things you can notice in people that can speak itself without saying without them saying a word now in the lesson one we are going to see how to spot a real smile what does a handshake reveal these two things now let's go and see let's go ahead and see one by one now first of all look at this smile look at this smile can you tell whether this smile is uh, real or fake can you tell that that's the first question how can we determine that now i also show you one more slide let's uh, look at this one is this smile real or fake how can you determine now to find out the real smile what you have to what we have to look at is eye cover for drops now you can see here we have some this eye cover for drops here right and due to contraction of the uh, opicular oculi muscle it's because we have a contraction around the eye you know so from that we can say this is a real smile because the eye has contraction that's all we have to see now let's look at the next smile now let's look at the previous one we see we have seen one more smile now let's look at this this one has a very big 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 smile on the mouth but there's no contraction around the eyes you know so we cannot say that this is a real smile because just the mouth we cannot determine a smile is real or not by looking at the mouth we have to see only in the eyes and see whether they have a contraction around the eyes and if they have a contraction it's a real smile if if they don't have it it's not so this is not a real smile now let's look at this let's look at this one what do you think about this smile is it real or fake you can clearly see there's no fault or there's no contraction around the eye at all so this is definitely a fake smile so this is not a real smile now let's look at the next one or is this real or fake smile we don't know because we don't have a clue um about the eye because we cannot just say by mouth just you show your teeth uh, somebody show their teeth doesn't mean they're smiling like it's a real smile like we don't know it might be a fake smile we just we just have to know we can only say it by just looking at the eyes you know now let's look at the next one is this a real smile of x man now you can clearly see this high guy has a fold contraction clearly have contraction around the eyes so this is definitely a real smile now let's look at the next one now is this real of x man first of all this is not a smile he's not like smiling you can see that so this is like another department so no so we cannot even say smile say it's a smile it's a different kind of emotion and so whether so therefore we have to approach that one in a different way we will look at that in my next coming lessons so this is like no clue like we do this is not a smile for sure so we have to do something else to find out what's going on now let's look at the next one is this real or fake smile now let's see here the mouth is open wide open but there's no contraction around the eyes so this is a fake smile 
now let's look at this one now for this one you can see the girl here doesn't the woman here doesn't have a real smile she doesn't have contracts around the eyes so this is a fake smile but the guy has for contracts around the eyes so the guy has a real smile but the woman has a fake smile now let's look at the next one now how about this one is this real smile or fake smile now you can see the mouth is wide open but there's no contracts around the eyes you know so this is a fake clearly a fake smile now let's look at this one is this real or fake smile there's no contraction at all so this is a fake fake one now let's look at this one is this a real or fake smile there's no contraction at all in this smile so this is a fake smile now your exercise for coming week is to watch every smile closely and you can determine by looking at the smiles do they have contraction on the eyes if it's if they have contraction it's a real smile if it's not it's a fake smile now let's look at the handshake reveal now here um, what does what does the handshake handshake reveal now look we have to look at the dominant part like uh, in the handshake what do they say is if they have equal side in both side it's an equal handshake but if anybody's hand go a little bit above that person become dominant and um, the person who is down is subordinate now here both of them has the equal handshake so this is an equal equal you know now let's look at this one now this one we can clearly see the guy wearing black shirt has the hand on top and the guy in the blue has a hand in the downside so it's a, the left guy has a dominant handshake you know and that's why in the media if you try to see the people who are top they always to have try to have the dominant handshake even the president or politicians and stuff now let's look at this one now here you can see the right guy has a hand downside so he's subordinate and the guy in the guy or girl in the blue shirt is uh, is dominant now let's look at this next one so your exercise for now coming weeks watch every handshake closely and i forgot to put one more thing it actually counter uh countering um let's say you are uh, usually you will see barack obama president uh, what do they do is let's say barack obama end up being the blue guy the blue guy have hands downside what he do is he, he use the other hand and tap in the shoulder you know by tapping the uh, shoulder you counter them you counter the um, dominant handshake by just tapping the shoulder when when it happens like when you have subordinate handshake whenever happens they tap other person's shoulder i forgot to include that image here um but uh, that's a way to counter like uh, he using this uh, his right hand right now the black guy he's subordinate but he can become he can counter the subordinate handshake just by tapping this uh, blue person's uh, shoulder by the other hand you know so that's all that's all in this video i hope you guys find this video helpful thanks for watching and i will see you guys in my next video
hey what's going on guys in this video i want to continue what i have seen from yesterday like yesterday i think we gone through until page 8 and i'm going to continue more than that today like i'm going to just keep on going after that now let's see Okay, it actually ended with Here I'm having a hard time to find this page number. There's no page number provided. So I have to see from my camera what I have in Okay, it's uh, my wife just filed for divorce and my mother's father flew. Okay, this what? Now let's see where's that. Okay, here we go. This is the one. My, five, uh, my wife just filed a divorce and I never had a clue. So this is the one we finished by last, uh, last video. And this is like 20th slide. So I make sure I, when I finish, I finish it by the 28th. Because I'm just trying to go just 8 pages per video. Something like that. So it will be easier to absorb. Now let's go ahead and continue. I find it disheartening how often we run into somebody or read about someone who always seems to be blindsided by life events. The compliance of these individuals are nearly always the same. My wife just filed for divorce and I never had a clue she was unhappy with our marriage. The guidance of counselors tell me my son has been using cocaine for three years. I had no idea he had a drug problem. I was arguing with this guy and out of nowhere he sucker punched me i never saw it coming i thought the boss was pretty happy with my job for moments i had no idea i was going to be fired okay this thing actually happened to me as well i was arguing with this guy and uh, out of nowhere he sucker punched me i never saw it coming okay this one actually i was selling a product uh, what happened to me in my stories I was like buying and selling product and when I I was about I was buying an Apple watch from a guy and uh, the guy suddenly hit me hard and I I never know he's gonna do that but maybe if I learned this and I understood the body languages 
eyes would have figured out you know so this one is uh, like after seeing this one maybe the, I, I am being the one of these guys so I better learn this and you know, get some ideas of, about people's behavior and their body language now let's go ahead and go in these are kind of statements made by men and women who have never learned how to observe the world around them effectively such inadequate are not surprising really after all as we grow from children to adults we never interested or instructed on how to observe the nonverbal clues of others there are no classes in elementary school high school or college that teach people situational awareness if you are lucky you teach yourself to be more observant if you don't you miss out on an incredible amount of useful information that could help you avoid problems and make your life more fulfilling be it when dating at work or with family fortunately observation is a skill that can be learned we don't have to go through life being blindsided furthermore because it's a skill we can get better at it with the right kind of training and practice if you are observantly challenged do not despair you can overcome your weakness in this area if you are willing to devote time and effort to observe your world more consciously what you need to do to is to make more to make do is make observation concentrate concerted observation a way of life becoming aware of the world around you is not a passive act it is a conscious deliberate behavior something that takes effort energy and concentration to achieve and constant practice to maintain observation is like muscle it grows stronger with the use and atrophies without use exercise your observation muscle and you will become a more powerful decoder of the world around you by the way when i speak i of concerted observation i am asking you to utilize all your senses not just sense of sight whenever i walk into my apartment i take a deep breath if things don't smell normal i become concerned one time i detected the slight odor of lingering cigarette smoke when i returned home from a trip my nose alerted me to possible danger well well before my eyes could scan my apartment it turned out that the apartment maintenance man, man had been by to fix a leaky pipe and the smoke on his clothes and skin were still lingering in the air several hours later fortunately he was a welcome intruder but there could just as easily have been a burglar lurking into the next room the point is by using all my senses i was better able to assess my environment and contribute to my own safety and well-being commandment 2 okay we were reading all about this commandment 1 let's go to commandment 1 be a competent observer of your environment that's commandment 1 now the commandment 2 says observing is in context is key to understand nonverbal behavior understanding nonverbal behavior observing in context is key to understanding nonverbal behavior when trying to understand nonverbal behavior in real life situation the more you understand the context understand the context in which it takes place the better you will be at understanding what it means 
For example, after a traffic accident, I expect people to be sh in shock and to walk around looking dazed. I expect their hands to shake and even for them to make poor decisions like walking into oncoming traffic. This is why officers ask you to stay in your car. Why, after an accident, people are suffering the effects of complete hijacking of the thinking brain by a region of the brain known as the limbic system. The result of hijacking includes behaviors such as trembling, disorientation, nervousness, and discomfort. In context, these actions are to be expected and confirm the stress from the accident. During a job interview, I expect applicants to be nervous initially and for that nervousness to despite dissipate if it shows up again when I ask specific questions, then I had to wonder why this nervous behavior has suddenly presented again. Commandment number three learn to recognize and decode nonverbal behavior that are universal. Some body behaviors are considered universal because they are exhibited similarly by most people. For instance, when people press their lips together in a manner that seems to make them disappear, it is clear and common sign that you are troubled and something is wrong. This nonverbal behavior known as lip compression is one of the universal tells that I will be describing in the chapters to follow. The more of the universal nonverbal you can recognize and accurately interpret, the more effective you will be in assessing the thoughts, feelings, and intentions of those around you. Universal uh, box for a pursuing of lips lead to serving on ship. Universal tells the lips were very helpful to me during a consulting assignment with the British shipping company. My British client had asked me to sit through their contact neighbor with a huge multinational corporation that would be outfitting their vessels. I agreed and suggested that the proposed contract be presented point by point with agreement being reached on each item before moving forward. That way I could more closely watch the corporate neighbor negotiator for any nonverbal that might reveal information helpful to my client. I'll pass your note if I spot something that needs your attention. I told my client and then settled back to watch the parties reviews the contract closes close by close. I didn't have long to wait before I saw an important change. When a clause detailing the outfitting of a specific part of the vessel was read a construction phase involving millions of dollars, the chief negotiator from the multinational corporation pursed his lips a clear indication that something in this part of the contract was not to his liking. I passed a note to my client warning him that this particular clause in the contract was contentious or problematic and should be revisited and discussed thoroughly while we were still together. By confronting the issue then then and there and focusing on the details of the clause in the question, the ne negotiators were able to hammer out an agreement face to face which ended up serving my client $13.5 million. The neighbor's nonverbal sign of displeasure was the key evidence needed to spot a specific problem 
and deal with it immediately and effectively. Commandment 4. Learn to recognize and decode idiosyncratic nonverbal behaviors. Universal nonverbal behaviors are constitute one group of uh, body, clue, body cues. Those are relatively the same for everyone. There's a second type of body cue called idiosyncratic nonverbal behavior, which is the signal that is relatively unique to unique to a particular individual. In attempting to identify idiosyncratic signals, you will want to be on the lookout for behavior patterns in people you interact with and with on a regular basis. Friends, family, co-workers, persons who provide goods or services to you on a consistent basis. The better you know an individual or the longer you interact with him or her, the easier it will be to discover this information because you will have a larger database upon which to make your judgment. For example, if you note your teenager scratches his head and bites his lip when he is about to take a test, this might be a reliable idiosyncratic tell that speaks of his nervousness or lack of preparation. No doubt this has become part of his repertoire for dealing with stress and you will see it again and again because the best predictor of future behaviors is past, past behavior. Commandment 5 When you interact with others, try to establish their baseline behavior. <coughs> In order to get a handle on the baseline behaviors of the people with whom you regulate, regularly interact, you need to note how they look normally, how they typically sit, where they place their hands, usual portion, position of their feet, the posture and common facial expressions, the tilt of their heads and even where, where they generally place or hold their position such as purse. You need to be able to differentiate between their normal face and their stress face, not getting a baseline puts you in the same position as parents who never took down their child's throat until the youngster gets sick. They call the doctor and try to describe what they see inside but they have no means of making a comparison because they never looked at the child's throat when he or she was healthy. By examining what's normal, we begin to recognize and identify what's abnormal. Even in a single encounter with someone, you should attempt to note his or her starting position at the beginning of the beginning of your interaction. Establishing a person's baseline behavior is critical because it allows you to determine when he or she deviates from it, which can be very important and informative. Not not features of face when not stressed, eyes are relaxed and lips shall be full. A stressed face is tense and slightly contorted, eyebrows are knitted and the forehead is furrowed. Forehead is furrowed. Commandment 6. Always try to watch people for multiple types of behavior that occurs, clusters or in... in uh, in succession. 
you actually in reading people will be enhanced when you observe multiple tells or clusters of behavior body signals on which they re wish to rely this signal work together like parts of a jaw puzzle the more pieces of the puzzle you possess the better your chances of putting them all together and seeing picture they portray portray to illustrate if i see a business competitor display a pattern of stress behavior followed closely by pacifying behaviors i can be more confident that she is bargaining from a position of weakness <coughs> it is important to look for changes in a person's behavior that can signal changes in thoughts emotion interest or in intent sudden changes in behavior can help reveal how a person is processing information or adapting to emotional events a child who is exhibiting giddiness and delight at the prospect of entering the entering a theme park will change his behavior immediately upon learning the park is closed adults are no different when we get bad news over the phone or see something that can hurt us our bodies reflect that change immediately it is a relevant it's a relative matter imagine for a moment that you are the parent of an 8-year-old uh, boy who is waiting in line to greet relative at a large family reunion as is a yearly ritual you have stood with your son on numerous occasions while he waited his turn to say hello to everyone he has never hesitated to run up and give family members a big hug however on this occasion when it comes to when it comes time to embrace his uncle harry he stands stiff and frozen in place what's the matter you whisper to him pushing him forward he's waiting on us your son doesn't say anything but he's very reluctant to respond to your physical signal what should you do the important thing to note here is that your son's behavior is a deviation from his baseline behavior in the past he has never hesitated to greet his uncle with a hug why the change in behavior his freeze response suggests he feels threatened or something negative perhaps there's no justified reason for his fear but no but to the observant and sensibly cautious patients parent a warning signal should go off your son's deviation from his previous behavior suggests that something negative might have occurred between him and his uncle since their last meeting perhaps it was a simple disagreement the awkwardness of youth or a reaction to the uncle's preferential treatment of others then again this behavior might indicate something much more sinister sinister the point is that a change in a person's baseline behavior suggests that something might be a miss and a particular case probably warrants further attention changes in a person's behavior can also reveal his or her interest intention in certain circumstances careful observation of such changes can allow you to predict things before they happen clearly giving you an advantage particularly if the impending action could cause you cause harm to you than or the others commandment 8 learning to detect false or misleading nonverbal signals is also critical 
the ability to differentiate between authentic and misleading cues take practice and experience it works it requires not only concerted observation but also some careful judgment in the chapters to come i will teach you the subtle difference in a person actions that reveals whether a behavior is honest or dishonest increasing your chances of getting an accurate read on the persons with who whom you are dealing commandment number 9 knowing how to distinguish between home comfort and discomfort will help you to focus on the most important behavior for decoding nonverbal communication having studied nonverbal behavior most of my adult life i most of my adult life i have come to realize that there are two principal things we should look for and focus on comfort and discomfort this is fundamental to how i teach nonverbal communications learning to read comfort and re- discomfort cues in others accurately will help you to decipher what their bodies and minds are truly saying if in doubt as to what a behavior means ask yourself if this looks like a comfort behavior example contentment happiness relaxation or if it looks like a discomfort behavior displeasure unhappiness stress anxiety tension most of the, most of the time you will be able to place observe behavior in one of those two domain comfort with discomfort nose uh, nose for trouble among the most important nonverbal clues to a person's thoughts are changes in body language that constitute intentional cues these are behaviors that reveal what a person is about to do and provide the competent observer with extra time to prepare for the anticipated before it takes place one personal example of how critical it is to watch for changes in people behavior particularly when the changes involve intentional cues involves an attempted robbery of a store where i work In this particular situation I noticed a man standing near the cash register at the checkout counter a behavior that caught my attention because he seemed to have no reason to be there he wasn't waiting in line and he hadn't purchased any item moreover the entire time he just stood there his eyes were fixed on the cash register if he had just reminded it remained quietly where he was I eventually would have lost interest in him and focused my attention elsewhere however while i was still observing him his behavior changed specifically his nostrils start flaring nasal wing dilation which was a giveaway that he was oxygenated in advance of taking some action i guessed what that action was going to be about a second before it occurred and a second was all i had to sound a warning i yelled to the cashier watch out as three things happened at once the clock finished ringing up scale uh, sale causing the cash drawer to open man the man near near the car register lounged forward plunging his hand into the drawer to grab some cash and alerted my sh- shouted warning the cashier grabbed the man's hand and twisted it causing the would be robber to drop the money and run out of the store had i not spotted his intention cue i am sure the thief would have succeeded in his efforts incidentally the cashier was my father 
who was running a small hardware store in Miami back in 1974. I was, I was his summer hire. <coughs> Commandment number 10. When observing others, be subtle about it. Using nonverbal behavior requires you to observe people carefully and decode their nonverbal behavior accurately. However, one thing you don't want to do is do uh, you don't want to do when observing others is to make your intentions obvious. Many individuals tend to stare at people when they first try to spot nonverbal cues. Such intrusive observation is not advisable. Your ideal goal is to observe others without their knowing it. Um, in other words, unobstructively work at perfecting your observing skills and you will reach a point where your efforts will be both successful and subtle. It's all a matter of practice and persistence. You have now been introduced to part of our partnership, the 10th commandment you need to follow to decode nonverbal communication successfully. The question now becomes what nonverbal behavior should I be looking for and what important information do they reveal? This is where I come in identifying the non important nonverbal behaviors and their meanings. Consider the human body is capable of giving off literally thousands of nonverbal signals and messages. Which one are most important and how do you decode them? The problem is that could it could take lifetime of painstaking observation, evaluation and validation to identify interpret important nonverbal communication. Accurately, fortunately with the help of some very gifted researchers and my practical experience as an FBI expert on nonverbal behavior, we can take a more direct approach to get you on your way. I have already identified those nonverbal behaviors that are most important, so you can put this <coughs> unique knowledge to immediate use. We have also developed a paradigm or model that makes reading nonverbal easier. Even if you forget how exactly what a type, uh, what a specific body signal means, you will still be able to decipher it. As you read through these pages, you will learn certain information about nonverbal behavior that has never been revealed in any other text on body language, including examples of nonverbal behavior clues used to solve actual FBI cases. Some of the material will surprise you. For example, if you had to choose the most honest part of the person's body, the part that would most likely reveal an individual's true feeling or intention, which part you select, take a guess. Once I reveal the answer, you will know a prime place to look when attempting to decide what a business associate, family member, date or total stranger is thinking, feeling or intending. I will also explain the physiological basic basis for nonverbal behavior, the role the brain plays in nonverbal behavior. I will also reveal the truth about directing. Deception as no counterintelligence agent has done before. I firmly believe that understanding the biological basis for, for body language will help you appreciate how nonverbal behavior works and why it is such a potent predictor of human thoughts, feelings and intentions. Therefore, I start the next chapter with a look at the magnificent organ that the human brain and 
show how it governs every facet of our body language before i do so however i will share an observation concerning the validity of using body language to understand and assess human behavior okay now i reached page 28 i'm going to stop right here and continue on my next video i hope you guys find this video helpful thanks for watching see you guys on my next Okay, what's going on guys hey what's going on guys in this video I wanna I wanna find a book that is good in selling sales and sellings because uh, why I'm reading this because I was reading the book called millionaire next door and uh, it was talking about the self-made millionaire those who are working on self-employment jobs you know most of them are entrepreneurs so i am kind of interested in selling like a starting a side hustle related to selling so first uh, i better to start you know if i want to start something i prefer starting with a book starting with a book that is really good in those kind of areas so what did i do is just basically type top books top books on sales selling selling and then uh, you go to Amazon here you can see sales and selling here what we are looking at is we are looking at a book that has uh, between four to five stars and has higher high reviews now you can see this one 3698 so this is in th 3000 range now let's see whether we have something that is above than this now here we didn't find anything yet this one has 5910 okay i want to make sure i'm in sales and selling marketing sales advertising consumer behavior customer service marketing sales and selling search okay this is the one we are looking for so we are in a we are in the correct site what everybody is saying okay this one has 5900 okay that's one of the thing we can note here 5900 now let's go ahead and see whether we have something that is above than this now let's see <coughs> Okay, we had something called we had something called Go Giver that is around four thousand. Okay, this one has five thousand eight hundred, but the other one is five thousand nine hundred. So still, that one is above. okay so i decided to um, i don't think any other book i can find here so i decided to de read this one this one that's 5900 let's look at the reviews 
Uh, here it says the worth its weight in gold. If you were paying attention, you would know this. If you are what you wish you were, if you get this book, this book will drastically change the way we human. Okay, so there are some good reviews. Some of them are bad reviews as well, but most of them are good reviews. You can see 75% of the people, uh, 5 star, 15% 4 star, only very few has well, 3 star, 1 star, two, uh, 3 star, 2 star, 1 star. It means this book is a really good book. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to start reading this book. Now let's go ahead and find this book. <coughs> Now, okay, now we are here. I got the book. book uh, this is Please install. What's that? EPUB. I have to install EPUB. EPUB uh, for Windows. Um, I don't know what happening here. <clears throat> I want the PDF person. What everybody is saying. Download PDF. Download with Google. <coughs> okay. <coughs> okay, here we go. What everybody's saying. I'm just gonna read the first eight pages, then. I will start continue later. Okay, here we go. Mastering the sec <coughs> secrets of nonverbal communication. <coughs> the first page says Whenever I am teaching people about body language, this question is invariably asked Joe, what got you interested in studying nonverbal behavior in the first place? It wasn't something. I had planned to do, nor was it the result of some long-term long fascination with the topic. It was much more down to earth than that. It was an interest born of 
necessity that need to adapt successfully to a totally new way of life. When I was 8 year old, I came to America as an exile from Cuba. We left just a few months after the Bay of Pigs invasion and we honestly thought we would be here only for a short while as refugees. Unable to speak English at first, I did what thousand <coughs> other immigrants coming <coughs> to this country have done. I quickly learned that to fit in with my new classmate at school, I needed to be aware of and sensitive to the other language around me. The language was language of nonverbal behavior. I found that was a language. I found out that I found that was a language I could translate and understand immediately in my young mind. I saw the human body as a kind of billboard that transmitted. What a person was thinking via gestures, facial expressions and physical movements that I could read. Over time, obviously, I learned English and even lost some skills with the Spanish language. But the non-verbals, I, fo- I never forgot. I discovered at an early age that I could always rely on non-verbal communications. I learned to use body language to decipher what my classmates and teachers were trying to communicate to me and how they felt about me. One of the first things I noticed was that students or teachers who genuinely liked me would raise their eyebrows when they first saw me walk into the room. On the other hand, those individuals who, were too, who weren't too friendly toward me would squint their eyes slightly when I appeared, a, a behavior that once observed is neg- never forgotten. I used this nonverbal information so as so many other immigrants have quickly to evaluate and develop friendships to communicate despite the obvious language barrier to avoid enemies and in nurturing healthy relationships many years later I would use these same nonverbal behaviors to solve crimes as a special agent at Federal Bureau of Investigation FBI based on my background education and training i want to teach you to see the world as an fbi expert on nonverbal communication views it as a vivid dynamic environment where every human interaction resonates with information and as an opportunity to use the silent language of the body to enrich your knowledge of what people are thinking feeling and intending to do Using this knowledge will help you stand out among others. It will also protect you and give you previously hidden insight into human behavior. What exactly is nonverbal commu- communication? Nonverbal communication, often referred to as nonverbal behavior or body language, is a means of transmitting information just like the spoken word, except it is achieved through facial expression, gestures. In the Blink of an eye. Eye blocking is a nonverbal behavior that can occur when we feel threatened and or don't like what we see. Squinting as the case in with my class described above. And closing or shielding our eyes are actions that have evolved to protect brain from seeing undesirable images and to communicate our disdain toward others. As an investigator, I use eye blocking behaviors to assist in the arson investigation of a tragic hotel fire in 
Puerto Rico that claimed 97 lives. A security guard came under immediate suspicion because the blaze broke out in an area where he was assigned. One of the way we determined he had nothing to do with the starting the fire was by asking him some specific questions as to where he was before the fire. At the time of the fire and whether or not he set the fire, after each question I observed his face of for any telltale signs of eye block behavior. His eyes blocked only when questioned about where he was when when the fire started. Oddly contrast oddly in contrast he did not seem troubled by the question. Did you set the fire? This told me the real issue was his location at the time of the fire, not his possible involvement in the setting fire. He was questioned further on topic by the lead investigators and eventually admitted to leaving his post to visit his girlfriend, who also worked at the hotel. Unfortunately, while he was gone, the arsonist entered the area he should have been guarding and started the fire. In this case, the guard's eye-blocking behavior gave us the insight we needed to pursue a line of questioning that eventually broke the case open. In the end, three arsonists responsible for the tragic blaze were arrested and convicted of the crime. The security guard, while woefully negligent and burdened with tremendous guilt, was not, however, the culprit. <coughs> Touching haptics, physical movements, kinesics, posture, body adornment, clothes, jewelry, hairstyle, tattoos, etc., and even the tone, timbre, and volume of an individual's voice rather than spoken content, nonverbal behavior comprises approximately 60 to 65% of all interpersonal communications and during lovemaking can constitute 100% of the communication between partners. Bergun, 1994, 229-285. Nonverbal communications can also reveal a person's true thoughts, feelings, and intentions. For this reason, nonverbal behavior are sometimes referred to as tells. They tell us about the person's true state of mind because people are not always aware of aware they are communicating nonverbally. Body language often more honest than the individual's verbal pronouncement, which are consistently crafted to accomplish the speaker's objective. Accent speaks louder than words. A memorable example of how body language can sometimes be more truthful than the verbal language involved the rape of a young woman on the Parker Indian Reservation in Arizona. A suspect in the case was brought in for questioning. His words sounded convincing and his story was plausible. He claimed he hadn't seen the victim and while out in a field had gone down a row of cotton, turned left and then walked straight to his house while my colleagues jotted down notes about what they were hearing. I kept my eyes on the suspect and saw that as he told the story about turning left and going home, his hand gestured to, the, his, to his right, which was exactly the direction that led to the rape scene. If I hadn't been watching him, I wouldn't have caught the discrepancy between his verbal I went left and nonverbal hand gesturing to the right. 
behavior, but once I saw it, I suspected he was lying. I waited a while and then confronted him again, and in the end, he confessed to the crime. Whenever you observe, uh, whenever your observation of another person's nonverbal behavior helps you understand the person's feelings, intentions, or actions, or clarifies his or her spoken words, then you have successfully decoded and used the silent medium using nonverbal behavior to enhance your life. It has been well established by researchers that those who can effectively read and interpret nonverbal communication and manage how others perceive them will enjoy greater success in life than individuals who lack this skill. Volume 1995-13-92 It is the goal of this book to teach you how to observe the world around you and to determine the meaning of a nonverbal in any settings. This powerful knowledge will enhance your personal interaction and enrich your life as it has mine. One of the fascinating things about an appreciation for nonverbal behavior is its universal applicability. It works everywhere human interacts human everywhere human interact. Nonverbals are ubiquitous and reliable. Once you know what a specific nonverbal behavior means, you can use that information in any number of different circumstances and in all type of environments. In fact, it is difficult to interact effectively without nonverbals. If you ever wondered why people still fly to fly to meetings in the age of computers, text, messages, email, telephones, and video conferencing, it is because of the need to express and observe nonverbal communications in person. Nothing beats seeing the nonverbals up close and personal. Why? Because nonverbals are powerful and they have meaning. Whatever you learn from this book, you will be able to apply to any situation in any settings. Case point. See box 3, the next page. <coughs> giving, the doc giving a doctor the upper hand. Several months ago, I presented a seminar to a group poker players on how to use nonverbal behavior to read their opponent's hands and win more money at the tables because poker is a game that emphasizes bluffing and deception. Players have a keen interest in being able to read the tell of their opponents. For them, decoding nonverbal communications is critical to success. While many were grateful for the insights I provided, what startled me was how many seminar participants were able to see the value of understanding and utilizing nonverbal behavior beyond the poker table. Two weeks after the session ended, I received an email from one of the participants, a physician from Texas. What I find most amazing, he wrote me, he said what I learned in your seminar has also helped me in my practice. The nonverbal you taught us on in order to read poker plays have helped me to read my patients too. Now I can sense when they are uncomfortable, confident or not being entirely truthful. The doctor's note speaks to the universality of non universality of nonverbal and their value in all facet of facets of life. Mastering nonverbal communications requires a partnership. I am convinced that any person possessing normal Intelligence can learn to use nonverbal communication to better themselves. I know this because for the past two decades I have taught thousands of people just like you 
how to successfully decode nonverbal behavior and use that information to enrich their lives, the lives of their loved one, and to achieve their personal and professional goals. Accomplishing this, however, requires that you and I establish a working partnership, each contributing something of signification to our mutual effort. Following 10 commands, commandments of observing and decoding nonverbal communication successfully. Reading people successfully, collecting nonverbal intelligence to assess their thoughts, feelings and intentions is a skillful skill that requires constant practice and proper training. To help you to on the training side, I want to provide you with some important guidelines or commandments. To maximize your effectiveness in reading nonverbals as you incorporate these commandments into your everyday daily life and make them part of your routine, they soon will become second nature to you. Needing little, if any, conscious thought, it's a lot like learning to try. Do you remember the first time you gave it that a go? If you were like me, you were so concerned with operating the vehicle that it was difficult to track what you were doing inside the car and concentrate on what was happening on the roads outside at the same time. It was only when you felt comfortable behind the wheel that you were able to expand your focus to encompass the total driving environment. That's the way it is with nonverbal behavior. Once you master the mechanics of using nonverbal communication effectively, it will become automatic and you can focus your full attention on decoding the world around you. Commandment 1. Be a competent observer of your environment. This is the most basic requirement for anyone wishing to decode and use nonverbal communication. Imagine the foolishness of trying to listen to someone with plugs in our ears. We couldn't hear the message and whatever was said would be lost on us. Thus most intent listeners don't go around wearing earplugs. Yet, when it comes to seeing the silent language of nonverbal behavior, many viewers might as well be, be, be wearing blindfolds as obvious as they are to the body signals around them. Consider this just as careful listening is critical to understanding our verbal pronouncements. So careful observation is virtual to comprehending our body language. Well, don't just breeze the path, breeze past that sentence and continue reading what is what is what it states is critical concerted effortful observation is absolutely essential to reading people and detecting their nonverbal tells successfully the problem is that most people spend their lives looking but not truly seeing or oh, as Sherlock Holmes the malicious English detective declared to his partner Dr. Watson, you see but you do not observe. Sadly the majority of individuals viewers their surroundings view their surroundings with a minimal amount of observational effort. Such people are obvious to subtle changes in the their world. They are, they are unaware of the rich tapestry of details that surrounds them such as the subtle movement of the present hand or foot that might betray his thoughts intention. In fact, various scientific studies have demonstrated people to be poor observers of the, their world. For example, 
when a man dressed in a gorilla suit walked in front of a group of students while other activities were taking place half the student didn't even notice the gorilla in their minds midst observation improvised individual lack what airline pilots refer to as situational awareness which is a sense of where one is at all times they don't have solid mental picture of exactly what is going on around them or even in front of them ask them to go into a strange room filled with people give them a chance to look around and then tell them to close their eyes and report what they saw you will be astonished by their inability to recall even the most obvious features in the room i find it disheartening how often we run into somebody or read about someone who always seems to be blindsided by life's events the complaints of these individuals are nearly always the same my wife just filed file divorce i never had a clue she was unhappy with our marriage the guidance counselors tell me my son has been using cocaine for 3 years i had no idea he had a drug problem okay so until this this sounds very interesting this book uh, sounds very interesting so far like uh, what i have learned is it's all about it this book is talking all about uh, body language and stuff i think uh, how it is connected to selling and sales i think you know you have to read your customers customers body language and those kind of things to actually sell well you know if you see in the car dealerships and all the stuff they actually look at how you are your body language and stuff and if you can read it i think you have a better chance of selling that's why this book is on selling and sales and it seems like quite interesting so far and what they are suggesting is practicing observing behavior you know observing certain uh, people and you know noticing how they are feeling can you observe someone and say what they are feeling i think better practice would be as he mentioned here one of the as he talked about this i actually remember the same movie the this uh, this movie called this actually sherlock holmes he's a detective and he find out things by observing the environment very carefully and even the body language he can tell actually what has happened um the better practice i think maybe watching those movies and trying to figure out by yourself and connecting with this book you know i didn't read uh, after the i had to go through all the way to see actually what what's going on after this because i have never read this book so far i think in the early years i i i might have touched it but i don't remember anything now it seems completely new i'm going to continue this one later on and i hope you guys find this video helpful thanks for watching see you guys on my next video